Choices to you. We offer a large variety of restaurants to choose from. Hot food delivered to your home or office. Whether you like Italian, Mexican, Thai, wings or burgers, at Choices to You, we have you covered for lunch or dinner. Choices to You. Visit us online at choicestoyou.com or call 678-691-4541 in North Fulton or 678-765-8989 in Gwinnett. Eat out without going out. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for the Tiffany Crewman Show. The Tiffany Crewman Show is presented by ChoicesToYou.com, the official restaurant delivery service of Business Radio X. Let ChoicesToYou.com bring the restaurant to you. And greetings and salutations, everybody. This is Stephen Julian. And if you are listening live, that means it's one o'clock on Friday afternoon. It is a beautiful afternoon here in the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios inside the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Hotel. And we are sitting here in front of a fantastic lunch delivered from choices2.com. Today, it comes from Tanner's 525 Peachtree Industrial Boulevard in Swanee. If you've never been to Tanner's, Oh, the best chicken fingers ever. I have one question. Why have you not been to yeah. Tanner's? Everybody knows them by their chicken fingers. <laughs> now, here's the best answer to that. You don't have to go to Tanner's. Go to choicestoyou.com, just like Tiffany does all the time, just like I do all the time. In fact, you can see Tiffany and I ordering lunch on her Facebook page from choicestoyou.com, <laughs> and it comes from Tanner's today. And we are in front of this beautiful lunch. We have a wonderful guest we're going to introduce you uh, to, and that means it's time for the Tiffany Crewman Show. Hey, Tiffany. Hey. How's you were going? So, yeah, it's going great, and apparently you love chicken fingers from Tanner's enough to I interrupt do. the introduction. But that's okay because it's your Sorry. show. Stop <laughs> apologizing. Intro, right? uh, so yeah, it, it uh, it's a wonderful lunch, it, and it was such a good lunch from Tanner's. We had some. We had, it was good enough to have at the beginning of the show and the end of the yes. show. So it's and share be with our guests. We have that's plenty. Right. That's right. So um, business going good for you. Yeah, business is going really well. Very good, and uh, you're getting some good feedback from uh, the shows we've been doing. I am. We're actually going to have a lot of live listeners today because uh, we posted. In a couple, I posted in a couple of um, mom and vendor groups nice. because our guest today is perfect for them. So I kind of wanted she them to hear her vendor. story. Welcome. If this is your first time listening, welcome to our community of listeners, learners, and launchers. If you're one of our regulars, welcome back. We're glad to uh, have you with us today. And, and we continue kind of our, it's now summer long, uh, months long, quarterly long series of uh, we've really been focusing on how to launch and run and succeed as a product-run mm -hmm. business, correct? I got to tell you, I had a, a person reach out this week who listened to the show, the licensing show that we had two weeks ago, mm -hmm. and actually used a piece of that information, got a door opened, and is now in the process of licensing a product. That's why like, we do what we do. It's everything I needed to know. I mean, I, I knew not to do this and to go this route, and it was so clear, and she did it, and now she's so well my, on her way. So my story is that the last guest we had on, uh, after we got done, mm -hmm. we were sitting around and chatting. You were here, and I mentioned my idea of a product, and you got very yes. angry. <laughs> <laughs> that we've worked together for so long and I'd never He's shared never my... mentioned yeah. it. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why we bring on great guests is yeah. it brings out even more out yeah. of us and our listeners and our community. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to let you do the honors of uh, introducing our guest today. Yes. Today we have a very successful local mom inventor. Her name is Janelle P Fitzpatrick. Sorry, I almost messed that one up. Fitzpatrick. And she is the inventor of the Stair Barrier. Um, you'll have to look that up online to see what it does, but it's a super, super cool solution to those clunky plastic 
uh, stair blockers that you use for your toddlers. As they're looking that up, yeah. let's listen and yeah. welcome, yeah. Janelle. welcome, Janelle. Glad Thank you're here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So um, the the first basic question is, uh, as those people are looking it up, why don't you beat them to the punch and tell everybody a little bit about bar- Stair Barrier and, and what it does? Well, the website is the stairbarrier.com, so make sure you have the T-H-E there in front. The Stair Barrier was invented about 10 years ago. I had two kids, a daughter and a son. My son was about two months old. And uh, I had two four-legged babies, so I had two dogs that not only like to track mud through the house, but would one that would terrorize and sneak shoes out of the closets. And uh, stairs are also very dangerous for children or for dogs as well as children. And uh, so we wanted to keep them off. And we moved in this new house, and it was the first thing you saw when you walked into my house. And um, the staircases were volute curved, so they were curved at the bottom where the spindles go around. And there wasn't a gate on the market that I had with my daughter in my old house that would work. And uh, I looked for gates and there was no solution. So I kind of came up with a stair barrier, invented it, and then I sat on it for about seven years before I finally had the courage to kind of go for it and say, let's see if we can make this happen. I love that. There was actually not a solution. Just like with mine, there was not an option. I mean, she couldn't take the plastic one that you push out and, you know, ram down into her metal what did you call it? It was a very fancy name for a staircase. Uh, the loot curved, where wow. they yes, you learn the lingo. <laughs> I yeah, you said you spindle at some point there. Maybe. Yeah, I don't spindles know. wrap around. Yeah, yeah. So, and 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 I want to dig just just one question to dig yeah. deeper into that. There was nothing there. Even though there was nothing there, people were doing something. What was your solution? Right? Yeah. Or, well, or people, what were people doing that was wrong and that was so dangerous? You know what's so scary is that. Um, so I invented this ten years ago. And only came out with a product about seven years ago. We actually launched January 2015 selling. I kind of made the decision about eight months prior to let's go for it. Even today, so I sit on a task force between the Consumer Product Safety Commission, the ASTM standards, and the Juvenile Product Manufacturing Association. We have a task force that is four gates and enclosures and reviewing basically the standards that govern the um, industry. And what's crazy is that every gate out there is designed for two flat surfaces, and they're actually tested to a door frame. So you can imagine, especially with home designs mm-hmm. over the years, they've all gotten kind of crazy. There's not a lot of... Um, all different widths. and Yes, yeah. exactly. I mean, there's tre- the tread height and width have a certain um, you know requirements mm-hmm. that are mandatory. And then you're basically your rail for your handrail for walking up. There's a standard for that, how far off the ground it has to be. But outside of that, there's very few limitations. So stairs come in all shapes and sizes. And the stories I can tell you I have heard in the last 10 years, what people do, I've heard most people have to, even though they buy a gate that's been on the market, they have to go make a run to Home um, Depot. I'm embarrassed Lowe's. right now sitting in front of you because I can picture ours. It's at the top of our stairs right now. We need one of yours. It was a wooden version of one with a swinging door, but we literally had to to screw it on, shifted far over to the right to make it fit at all. Yeah. And it's always felt very, you know, Flimsy. not secure to me. Yeah, it wasn't secure. So it's good to know that you've solved that problem. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it literally, I mean, I've seen pictures that you, I can't yeah. even imagine. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the, the, yeah, it, they just, there's no solutions and there wasn't anything that came out. And like I said, gates are still tested to a door frame. So even mm-hmm. the pressure mounted gates, if you think about it, they have the door stopper that stops the door from going all the way mm-hmm, through that piece mm-hmm. of wood. So, you know, it was something that every 
everyone seems to get if they've had pets mm -hmm. or kids. And we get a lot of times like, oh my gosh, why didn't I think about this? And um, I, you know, those are the best ideas. Yeah. The big money makers. So, you know, the hardest part is that you try to come up with something that works for everything. And that's the hardest mm -hmm, piece is mm -hmm. making sure you meet the safety standards, but also being the solution for as many possibilities. Um, I love that but, she had two markets right off the bat. She knew that she was going yeah. after the pet industry and the pet parents, if you will, and she was going after, you know, the children industry. And yes. specifically for the one scenario that you saw that was the most, which was on the stairs. Yeah. I mean, that's the most dangerous location. So children under the age of two spend 95% of their time in a home. So, you know, we worry about car safety and all that. And obviously that leads to more... Mm -hmm more serious injuries, but the stairs are the most dangerous location. And so to have such an open market and not a solution to solve that was just, you know, something we really wanted to tackle. So you came up with a solution. Mm -hmm. You didn't do anything, you know, high profile like Shark Tank. You didn't have this exposure. You didn't have necessarily a well-known investor. How did you fund this to start with? Uh, with my retirement account. <laughs> so, <Okay>. yeah. Um, <laughs> but you're I not retirement age now. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't have my two weddings paid for, my college paid for, or children's college education. Um, yeah, I took out, I, I had been a recruit, executive recruiter for 19 okay. years and um, had an account that I kind of came into the mar my marriage with that was sitting there that we had transferred over. And I said, you know, I really want to go for this. I missed running a business more than anything. Mm -hmm. Like I loved my kids. I loved being a mom. And I had my own recruiting company for the, when my daughter was born. Um, but I missed running something and saying, okay, we're at A and we want to get to Z mm -hmm. and this is how we're going to do it. And I had I was sitting on you this idea and I had this idea. So I I just, it was itching to to do something. Mm -hmm. And I had some friends. I had I have a friend, her and her husband had invented something and they had been still going after it and still trying to make it mm -hmm. happen. And, um, and I just was like, okay, I'll not give up. You had so much going for you though. For me, it was the opposite. I did not have that business mind. I mean, I had the business mindset from my family relationships, but I didn't have the degree or the the career that that allowed me to run the business properly. I was clueless oh. starting it out. So well, I only had the good idea. You had both pieces, which was I don't know. pretty valuable. I, thank you. I mean, I don't know about that though, because I mean, I ran a service-oriented business. So running a service P&L mm -hmm. and a service-oriented business is very different yes, than manufacturing true. a product and selling it. And it's really common sense. And I, let me tell you, I went to college for seven and a half years. And I've learned more in the last uh, exactly. three years. And let me tell you, I am a jack of all trades, master of none. So like you can- there's really no degree for what we do. There's no, really no degree not. that you can go to school to launch a product and no. learn all the ins and outs of it. And That's you gotta, what we're trying to do here, right? <laughs> yeah. you gotta And you got to make the mistakes and you got to, you know, talk to people and you just, you know, it's a, it's constant learning, constant mm -hmm. learning. So we're uh, speaking with Janelle Fitzpatrick. She is the uh, uh, mompreneur, uh, if I can use that phrase, of uh, The Stair Barrier. TheStairBarrier.com if you want to. Uh, I'm not going to let you do the whole infomercial and tell us all the details of exactly what The Stair Barrier does because people are going to go to your website and check that out. So what I want to ask you is, um, Tiffany has been doing a, a series of shows kind of talking about how to go from I've got an idea to I'm on the market. And she's we've been digging into the terms and all that kind of stuff. And, and I want you to focus on, on that part from the idea, getting to market. How did you, uh, you know, how did you create your prototypes? 
Um, how did you start trying to sell it? Uh, you know, this, this was a process and, and just kind of tell us your story of, of getting it to market. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can't sew a button. Like literally if a button falls off in my house, it goes, either we wait for my mother to show up or my mother-in-law <laughs> or, or it, it goes to the dry cleaners or yes, it goes to Goodwill. So, um, I'm going to lay that out there, there, but basically had a friend who was making draperies. We'd moved, like I said, moved in this new house. And and I had asked him, hey, can you help me put something together? I got this concept. I think I've got a solution, an idea uh, where I don't have to drill into my banisters and something attractive and and the solution to keep my my two and four-legged babies off the stairs. And, and, and so we put that together. And from there, I did start reaching out. So I went and got an IP attorney. I think, um, you know, even with, um, you know, I think the most important piece is to do a patent search, make mm-hmm. sure for First and foremost, that there's nothing else out there like it. Once you do the patent search, find a good patent attorney. Um, I found a bad patent attorney the first go around. Mm, and, don't we all? Oh, good lord! And uh, <laughs> it's he, been a lot of money on him, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, literally filed extensions and oh, um, no. you know d- didn't respond to office actions, missed it by 18 minutes, and I had a patent sitting there ready to go. And literally, the guy just fell off the face. Well, here. and this is a perfect example of something that needs a patent and probably right away. Yeah. And when we talk about you may or may not need a patent, mm-hmm. if she knows that there's nothing on the market, she's not found a single thing and searching to buy something, you know, and it's not out there. And then she's done a patent search and it doesn't exist. This is something she needed to protect because it's truly unique. The same with Ava. I knew right away after I'd done my search, this needs to be protected. There's nothing like it. Not everything is like that, but this is a good example of one. Yeah, absolutely. And and you have to find a good patent attorney. And the great thing is now, and it's probably it was different for you and me when we first invented because we go back about 10 mm-hmm. years ago. There was no public payer system, right. the patent system, where you can follow what's going on as your patents filed and there mm-hmm. was no legal Zoom. And So um, yeah, so you're paying $120 to ask your attorney every time what the update is. Yeah, basically. exactly. And, and, and mm-hmm. I was fortunate for when I went back to redo, the, get, get the patent going again, that the person who answered the phone when I was going through like, where, what can I find out about my patent? Because my attorney's not responding office? At the patent yes. office. It was the same woman when I called back many years later. Oh, wow. And then it happened to be the same art director over the patent office. And they were like, the patent, the person who was over the art, um, each one, the patent office is divided into different yeah, yeah. art departments. And, and she was like, oh my God, I needed this for my dog. Like, where have you been? Like, yeah. I wanted to grant this patent. <laughs> so they were, they were really awesome. And um, so I, I mean, not everyone has that experience, but right. found a good attorney and made that happen. So if good. someone at the patent office says, I want to buy yeah. this, you might be on to a good deal. Right? Yeah, because they see a <laughs> they lot of see a lot. Stuff that they go, what is this? Yeah, well, sure and they, they, and they grant a lot but, of them, you know, because right. it is unique. It is right. whatever it was that was invented was unique. That's funny. All right, grant. so so you go from the patent, um, and and you've got help with the prototype. Talk about getting it from prototype into the store. Yeah. So initially, when we were manufacturing, everyone said, okay, you're going to have to go overseas. So let me just go back a little bit because there was a big gap between when I invented it and when I actually launched the product. So I invented it back 10 years ago and really decided in March 2014 to go for it. And I spent 2014. But you had already filed the patent in the beginning. Yeah, patent. And we got the patent. So then the patent was granted. So you were kind of sitting on that. Sitting on it. And then... um, we um, basically, everyone's like, you're going to have to go overseas because there's no of textiles. There's mm-hmm. no cut and sew here. You're going to have to source. This is the only way you're going to do it. This is the only way you're going to mm-hmm. be able to get an affordable mm-hmm. product on the market. So I was like, oh my gosh, like having I to know. manufacture and then overseas and I'm going to have it like mm-hmm. be sitting in my basement. I'm going to be doing fulfillment. Mm-hmm. It was so unattractive proposition. So, <laughs> um, is smiling ear to ear right she, now. 
because <laughs> those of us, everybody who's been listening in the community, we've heard mm-hmm. this story. We've heard versions yeah. of this story. So sorry to interrupt. No, and it is okay. a little different for you've got, you know, when you look at a product like mine where it's injection molded versus yours, yes. that's almost impossible to make in the States, whereas yours is a little more doable if you could write, you know, yeah. find the right so, cut and sew. Exactly. And, and so we, I kind of literally, everyone told me this. And so the thought of that, the prospect of I had a, you know, two small children at the mm-hmm. time. I was like, and life was good. And, you know, I had a recruiting business that was really easy right out of my house and service oriented. (laughs) So no overhead. And so life was good. And so it just kind of sat up. But then I decided, okay, let's go for this. And I started looking at and started sourcing materials. And I found How many factories did you go through before you found the one you worked with? Um, You know, I was fortunate. Um, I I went through two. Oh, well, that's not bad. The first one, literally, I spent almost all of 2014 and Mm -hmm. got to the table and it was much closer than the one I'm at now. But I didn't like the guy. Most closer to you. Yeah. Because I want to make a very clear statement. You These two, as you said, you went to two, but they were both here in the States. They're both here. They're both here in Georgia. Right. Oh, okay. And you yeah. wanted to find, yes. uh, you wanted to find manufacturing here in, in the States. Yeah. And I absolutely, I wanted to be able to touch and feel yes. and know the people making mm-hmm. my product and watch it. I mean, having a safety product, there's a higher onus on making sure mm-hmm. that, you know, you're watching it very Definitely. closely. I mean, I take that extremely you know, extremely serious. And um, so I wanted to be able to know the people making mm-hmm. it. But I, so I found, I went down the table, was literally getting ready to sit down with the manufacturer here locally. That was much closer. And I didn't like the guy. Um, from a business perspective, mm-hmm. I didn't think his ethics and what, how he ran his business was in line with what I wanted. And I'm kind of, I was sitting there going, okay, I'm a grown woman and this is my business. Uh-huh. Why would I do business with somebody I, I don't good feel good about? Good for you. So I, I lost a few months. Um, yeah. Lost quite a few months, but um, basically- Oh, see, that's so important. Let's not skim over what she yeah. did because so many people jump in. They finally got one. Oh, I got a factory that's willing to do it. And they go for it yeah. because they're so scared. Like you said, they're going to lose time or money. Well, how many, times in, how many times in your story have you talked about my gut? Yeah. Not my gut. She actually your gut. Fall, yeah. <laughs> that you would say. You talk my, about my your gut, gut, but I don't. <laughs> my gut was just telling me this or, or and, yes. and here's a case of, honestly, your intuition. I love it. You go through everything, but then you just, this is a relationship you're getting into. Mm-hmm. And if you're Absolutely. feeling something is not right relationally. One of the most re- important relationships you're ever going to be in. Absolutely. It's almost like a marriage. Right? It is. I, and I liken it to a marriage mm-hmm. all the time and people laugh, but I'm like, no, it really is. Whether you're taking an investor or a manufacturing partner. Yes. And I, and this is a little bit from me being very service oriented and service minded. Um, you know, my, I was a recruiter. So my name was my reputation mm. and vice versa. And it meant everything. And so I wanted the same approach. Oh, to that my really business. helped you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, even with my supply partners. So I look at my vendors who I sell to as my partners. Mm-hmm. I look to my mm-hmm. supply partners on every component of my products that come from all over the United States. And they're all partners and we're all in this to win it together. And, yeah. and it's just been great. You know, we've got, really great people and we've all they're all still with me and it makes you wonder like what if she had gone with that guy that she felt bad about would she no, be no. where she's at now yeah probably not so yeah. so uh you did this off air someone asked you to do it on air the rundown of the stair barrier and people go it, it, so you would say it's made here in the states and people go okay is it really made here in the state you did a quick rundown of everything all and, my little and pieces how here. it's made in the states can you yeah. can you give a, a highlight of that well to be made in the usa you have to have 95 percent of your mm-hmm. materials in it so it not only has to be manufactured but the materials have to be from here so our fabrics are actually woven um, by a 130 year old company out of columbus georgia called david rothschild and company 
they've been there from the beginning and they actually mill in Reedsville, North Carolina. They've been a great partner. Our leather labels come from Oregon um, and California. Our other product labels come from Jersey. Uh, we, our struts come from Scranton, Pennsylvania. So, I'm yeah. so proud of her. I, I just sit here like beaming with pride yeah. for her, you know? <laughs> that's, that's huge. And it's a huge part of our story. And and the and one of the other cool parts is is that um, our fabrics are actually woven with these recycled water bottles right here on the table. And um, every single one of them, or not all of them. Certain. We have we have a few fabrics that aren't completely, mm-hmm. but the majority, I would say, eighty percent of our fabrics are woven. When did you make that shift? That couldn't have been in the no, beginning. No, from the beginning. Oh, really? And it, that w- it was actually an a- an accident. It wasn't an ah. intentional. <laughs> Well, I we mean, made you this so example. Your, your intuition isn't perfect. <laughs> no, right? no, no, no. That was a great. I know um, she's making accident. me feel really bad as a business person. Like, oh, they're all made from you know. Natural well, that's your products. issue. You know, my gut is my issue. You feeling bad about your business your issue? Sorry. Yeah. So it's kind of by accident. It was honestly absolutely by accident. The fabrics so I just cool. happened to like. It, they just happened to be made with this material, and it was really the fabric supplier who was trying to go down this path. And it's really cool. It's a company called Unify, and they do a product called Reprieve, which is recycled water bottles. It's in Patagonia, Nike. Um, Ford. Um, and what was really cool is they did a, a, a tour around the country at concerts with this big semi truck. And so we got to see our logo, the stair barrier oh, up there with wow. the, right next to Ford. And I'm from Michigan and come yeah. from a Ford family. Nice. So it was just really cool. And it's, it, it is a great part of our story. Mm-hmm. So you'll, if you're, if you buy a stair barrier, it tells you on our site if it's made with reprieve and um, recycled sustainable materials. And it sh- actually shows you how many um, water bottles went into the That's product. Amazing. And the factory where it's all made uh, is here in Georgia. Is in beautiful Cornelia, Georgia. Look at that. My blood pressure drops going up there yeah. all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's about it's about seventy five minutes north. Of how Atlanta. soon until your headquarters gets relocated to Cornelia? It might um, be soon. Well, we do. We do. Um, so I'm down in Alpharetta, but um, we actually we manufacture and fulfill up there. So nice. yeah, it's been great. Very wow. good. Well, you've uh, you are listening to the Tiffany Crewman Show, uh, brought to you by Choices to You dot com today. Choices to you.com delivered some fantastic food from Tanner's chicken fingers, macaroni and cheese. I mean, you name it, they got it. It's a great place to get some good old fashioned Southern comfort food and some good healthy food. They're located at 525 Peachtree Industrial Boulevard in Swanee. You can go there. Or you can go to choices you.com and ask them to deliver that to you. I want to ask about challenges because I think I she's, will let you she's actually had a lot of great yep. experiences. Doesn't it sound like, I mean, Compared oh, to was some perfect. of the people. There were no issues. Yeah. Oh, gosh. No, but yeah. she has been not lucky. Right in my but, closet. <laughs> I want to hear about some of those moments, you know, where it didn't go well with the factory. Or, I mean, you already told us you lost some time here and there or money here and there. But what what were some of your challenges that you faced? Oh, there's a lot of challenges. Challenges with the patent and ha- mm-hmm. making sure I had a good attorney. Um, you know, sourcing materials, you know, you got to take time. I, I think I would tell everybody because no matter what, product you're producing, you're going to have safety standards and um, ASTM standards to meet. At the what on- about those? Did you ever face any challenges with those well, standards? No, we haven't had challenges. Um, our industry is all voluntary, which is scary because mm-hmm. they're gates. And, and um, so it's voluntary, but we, we've done them and oh, obviously wow. followed them. But the challenges are is that I don't fit neatly into a standard because like I said, gates and enclosures are designed for doorstep mm-hmm. and my products are designed for banisters for so um you know just getting people to understand it um it was big but no um i think that when you're sourcing materials though the biggest thing is to make sure that you're getting compliance letters 
um, when you're getting the products. So like your plastics, your metals, if you're you're painting something, um, make sure that you're getting that from your supplier when you're sourcing the materials from oh. the onset, or you may have to start all over again sourcing materials that can become expensive. And how often do you get those? Because you're getting these in batches. So you're going to get that mm-hmm. letter every time, right? Yeah, like we you do should. And if they change, if they change, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're changing, like if they're changing, like the um, paint supplier who's um, powder coating a product, um, you're going to That's important. Most people aren't going to know that. Well, yeah. and I want to go back. We got the same thing. Well, I want to go back to the very beginning. You said that it's voluntary. So every manufacturer of any product in your particular field, in gates and, and, and enclosures, doesn't have to follow the safe, I mean, certain safe. No. Wow. But, and I love that you've stepped up, though. It sounds like oh, you yeah. will go above and beyond to make sure yeah. that that's we, not the we, case with yours. I always recommend you testing. Well, even if you have a product that you think doesn't have any implications mm-hmm. from a safety perspective, it does. <laughs> and there are standards that regulate, even if you're making a dog product. I mean, there are standards. So make sure you know those at the onset. Know what you're going to have to do from a mm-hmm. testing and a compliance standpoint. Know if you fall with or without, you know, within or without outside the parameters mm-hmm. of those standards. And even if they're not, um, you're clearly if you're not clearly defined, go that extra step mm-hmm. and 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 make it happen to save yourself the trouble yeah. and lawsuits. Because later. retailers too, retailers will ma- like m- mandate it. Say like, right. listen, if you want to sell with me, we need to see a compliance letter. And so that's really important. So you want to have all that. You want to have the IP. You want to make sure you have your suppliers all lined up because all of those things are going to make a huge difference. And we difference. talked a lot about that with retailers, not going to a retailer before you're ready without this stuff. Because Absolutely. a lot of moms get excited. They want to approach a buyer and then the buyer asks for their stuff and they're reaching out to you going, well, well, it's what that, is this? It's that no, it's a great point. It's the idea of, well, I think it's great. So of course the retailer's mm-hmm. going to say, and you talk about Tiffany, when we first started down this road, one of the first weeks we talked, I think, in fact, the very first week, one of the things that came across so clearly and continues to come across, and now, Janelle, you've just added to it, is do your homework, do your homework, do your homework, do your homework. The sweat equity and knowledge equity and the just the get get your hands dirty equity of figuring all this stuff out, the more you know and the more you are, the more you can answer their questions before they even ask them, Mm -hmm. the harder it is for them to say no and the easier it is for them to go, I got to work with this person. Because that buyer might mark you off the list just from not having that, you know, offered up at front. And Janelle, you actually, as far as the gates and enclosures industry, you actually went so far as to kind of be part of the conversation, right? Sit on their their board, I guess. I don't know the right term. Yeah, it's, it's exciting because for gates and I mean, I'm a, I'm a gate geek at this point, so I get excited a about gate this. geek <laughs> and a stair geek and a stair too. Geek. We know all that stuff. Um, but what about enclosure <laughs> geek? <isn't> it? <laughs> um, it's actually really <laughs> exciting time for us because um, there is studies done. So for the ASTM standards, all the standards are um, set by actual incident data that comes in. So, so they set standards by bad things. That yes, happen. exactly. And that's a little different than Europe. Um, but you're okay. So it, a lot different. Just if you also, you have to keep at the onset too. When you're doing this, you're also, if you ever have any hopes of going into Canada or Europe or any mm-hmm. other countries, you also need to meet those safety yes. regulation, regulations as well. So make sure you know mm-hmm. what those mm-hmm. those issues are um, because you want to make a product yes. and you want to put packaging together and everything to encompass all of it because if not, you're going back and back and back. Definitely. <laughs> you know, it, you're, you, it makes more work for the long run. And a lot more money if you're redesigning yeah. a certain type of product. Exactly. And, and for gates and enclosures, again, this is the exciting piece, is that we're going to become mandatory for the first time. 
and the testing. And so there's a lot going on. We've been meeting a lot. We spent a full day up the Consumer Product Safety Commission looking at how gates are tested and what the standards are. And so we've really been really working hard for the last probably eight months on uh, making sure we're putting the best products across. Mm-hmm. And I sit on there with every other CEO of every other gate manufacturer. And um, and then we sit on there with all the different labs that do the testing. And so we are really putting something together. So it's an exciting time. And the issues with gates that are happening are, you know, they don't fit the staircases because mm-hmm. no staircases really at this point are two flat surfaces on either side, hence the need for our product. Um, but, you know, it's, there's just, it's a, it's a great opportunity because we're defining, okay, gates typically are mm-hmm. rods and kids can see through them. So it, mm-hmm. they still want to climb the stairs yes. and they still can see through it and they can still climb. I mean, kids love to climb mm-hmm. gates. They love to stand on gates. Yeah. You can swing out. <laughs> In our product, you can't do that. There's no leveraging. There's no bars. It's fabric and it goes straight across. And so it's very difficult to climb. Um, and, and we're hoping to start the conversation with, listen, safe's not always intended to be easy. Like, you, I mean, yes, my product's more expensive. Um, you know, we are about $140, $148, dollars mm-hmm. on average, but the cost of safety and it's something, it rolls up to the side and out of the way. And so you can kind of come and it's go. It's not that much more though. Even it's the plastic not. ones are 80 or $90. That's crazy. I spent more than that when my son fell down the stairs and split uh, his head open when he was five yes. years old. Yeah. So good point. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, exactly. uh, it, it fits. Um, well, and I love that if you're listening to this and you're, you're hearing about her product, you can not only just buy it because of the safety part, but you can be proud of what you're buying, knowing that it's made here, knowing that she's put all of this work into to making sure that it's a really quality product, you know? Um, Janelle, you, uh, again, I'm going to bring in something that as, as I first met you off air and before we came on, you talked about how story matters. Yeah. And so we've been spending about 25 minutes here hearing your story and hearing facts and figures and, and very detail, but the story of this matters, not just how you brought it to market, but the story of what your product does. Right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and I, and how consumers purchase nowadays, um, even from when I did this three years ago, it's changed so much. Um, so I think that, you know, consumers want a story. Um, the new consumer is mm. buying online, as we know. It's sad. Stores are going, shutting down every mm. single day, which breaks my heart. Um, I'm a, like I said, I came from a Ford family. And so, you know, you want to see retail and stores and businesses thriving small and big. And, you know, we're, we're big proponents of small business. Um, mm-hmm. That's where all our suppliers would be considered that. But it's just hard. It's it, Consumers want that story. They want the ease. They want mm-hmm. the convenience. They want the reviews. I, I, re, I cannot tell you um, setting up your products for sale and setting them up on SKUs and UPCs and how you sell them if you sell online is an extremely important component because um, getting those reviews and setting them up the right way and with the right pricing, you can go back and back and just read. I mean, it creates a lot of work if you don't do it right from the onset. And I hear people, and Tiffany, you mm-hmm. probably can speak to this too. We get a lot of people coming and saying, hey, I've got a product I'm getting ready to launch. What are your thoughts? And in pricing, they're like, oh, I have to be under $99. You know, I hear that. And I'm like, no, you, no, you don't. Like if you're making a superior product and and you can justify that cost in, mm-hmm. in your supply, you know, and everyone thinks- but that's like, the key. Can you justify that cost? Yes. A lot of people are a little delusional about that. Yes. They, they assume because they got a quote from a factory that they're going to have to make that work reverse, but it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. And people don't think, factor in, okay, listen, mm-hmm. you know, all your overhead, all your SG&A mm-hmm. expenses, all your, you know, 
inventory management and fulfillment and backend systems. And I mean, there's so much that you have to work into that mm-hmm. base cost. So, it, and you have to set an MSRP price, which is what your, your standard pricing right. is. And then you, and you know, this you set map pricing, which is okay. You're not going to allow the product to be sold mm-hmm. for under mm-hmm. this amount. And then you also want to make sure that you have your margins protected in there. So pricing, I think is one of the most critical pieces Definitely. to get right from the beginning. And I see a lot of new mm-hmm. entrepreneurs kind of mess that up. I'd never really have the perfect answer for people though on that because right. I can't advise every single person that contacts me and neither can you. Yeah. So how do we help people set that price the right way? You know, I mean, yeah, there's and I, not really a company you go to and say, where should my price be on this? Yeah, I, I think, um, and, and people don't think about like the labor piece of it too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, you really have to have the labor and you need to kind of always have buffers in there. Like I, I, and I can't say that I've got this perfected because I, I right, don't. Right. But, um, you know, seek out other products, seek out other manufacturers, mm-hmm. gather what you can, ask them, you know, how they structure it, and then br- mm-hmm. make sure you have some. I mean, because you're also outside of MAP, you also are doing discounting at times. Mm-hmm. People, all retailers want to discount Definitely. and be able to do it at points. Perhaps these entrepreneurs should be part of a good community yes. <laughs> of listeners, learners, and launchers and where they're constantly where learning. Could where that? could they find <laughs> that? Be, you you asked the question, yeah. <laughs> so I just thought I'd I just didn't know if she had a different you. kind no, no. of you know, well, formula for you that. Raised, I, I mean, you raised I a good, well, you, you also raised a good point. Hey, there's no company out there telling you, mm-hmm. but one of the things that I've heard in your story and, and you've even mentioned in this story you also have to be careful of who you give your money to to get an answer because you might find that they're just taking your money and not giving you a good answer. But by the same token, there are good people taking your money and giving you great answers, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, and and here we go back to relationship and intuition. and, and, And as much as you talked about the retail shops are closing down, I don't know if we will completely go online because we will eliminate relationships completely Mm -hmm. and relationships Mm -hmm. matter. And relationships is where we all fall back to of going, I trust this person. I like this person. I want to do business with Mm -hmm. this person. So anyway, um, okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Um, I I had asked you about the story because your story is changing. Um, We've come to a a nice little pivot point and we want to go one other place with you. Uh, today, Janelle. Uh, so just a quick reminder, you've heard a lot about thestairbarrier.com. Go there, check out your product. Uh, if you have a need, if you have stairs and, and you have four-legged <laughs> four-legged or two-legged uh, bundles of joy, uh, protect them uh, by by looking at thestairbarrier.com. So free plug for you. But the your story is shifting a little bit because you got, you're about to go down some other products and some other relationships. Talk about that. Yeah. Um, We are, so I had actually initially created, when I started the company in March of 2014, I set it up as better options. And um, I find myself saying, I need a better, or you you want a better, or there's got to be a better solution. So Mm -hmm. we came up as better options and we launched the Stair Barriers, that first product. So um, that's our official business name, but we do business as Stair Barrier. We are getting ready to launch our secondary product. Um, We're hoping somewhere between the fall, we've been doing the um, capital raise um, Mm -hmm. process, which is a daunting, and I'm happy to talk to anybody about that. Basically, bringing bringing in more money. She's bringing in more money to fund this. Yeah. (laughs) No, um, she is not sitting on. On wads of cash, <laughs> and, I, and I will tell. It just every, doesn't work that I'm, way. I want to ask you about your four hundred one k. I'm not going to do that. 
<laughs> is it back in place? I, 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 we're not, that's not a question not for the air. That. Sorry. <laughs> no. Thank you. Um, she said, thank you for sharing yeah, thank me you on for, that one. I see a tear. I think, going I, down the side. I think I know the answer to that question. That's okay. No. So it's capital okay. is, it, so let's make it professional. Goodbye, <laughs> Uptrack. Capital raise, much like what you did with Barbara mm-hmm. and whether it's investors or whether, right. and we talked about that last week. Um, so you're in the, you're in the process of doing that for a new product. Let's focus on the new product, not the capital. Yeah. Um, but the timing of it is hopefully this fall. We're hoping for September. That's baby safety month. Um, so we will be officially launching better options, uh, even though it's been in place since day one and announcing our secondary product, which is called the gate garment. As I mentioned, the biggest problem with, um, gates, the gates. Are we hearing this first? Yeah. Oh, no way. Uh, I think so. Do we we have breaking news sounders? (laughs) I wish we, I wish we had. Come on. (laughs) Should I sing breaking? Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Gate garment. um, one of the biggest things that we had was people asking, okay, do you have a wall-to-wall solution? This is so cool. I love your product, but do you have a wall-to-wall solution? Meaning just a wider distance. Um, or just walls, Always. two walls on either side. So oh, instead of having, okay. a, so our, we have the banister to banister and we have the banister to wall. Like they mm-hmm. just have two walls on either side. So we have the straps. That's the kind of the innovative oh, part because okay. the straps work with every design. I mean, banisters come in small, round, square, you know, very oddly shaped and they don't always, they're not always flat. Mm-hmm. So um, wall to wall was a big is a big ask on a daily basis for the last two and a half years, and so we actually went down the path of prototyping and designing a wall to wall solution, and really couldn't come up with one from a monetary standpoint that I thought was a great price point mm-hmm. for where people would say, okay, I'm going to drill into my walls on both sides and um, put this up. So we came up with a gate garment, and um, I actually had this concept dating back to ten years ago when I came up with the steer barrier. Um, but we, you know, took a little longer to do the IP and keep moving along with it. So it's the gate garment, it's made of fabrics and the biggest key to it is, is that it keeps kids from climbing on those bars and those rails or from standing on it. And it makes your ugly gate attractive. So it uses a gate that most of us think of, Yes. right? They should be thinking of the stair barrier, but they're thinking of gates. And so it covers that existing yeah. gate. And the thing is, is, you know, I would love for the stair barrier to be the answer to every stair mm-hmm. solution out there, but it's not, it's not because, like I said, they come in all shapes and sizes. So there are, like your gate probably mm-hmm. wouldn't work, like, or my product wouldn't work <laughs> on your stairs. But the gate garment works because then, it, uh-huh. like I said, kids can't see through it either. There's a show called Outdaughtered on TLC Channel, and they have um, quintuplet daughters mm-hmm. that are under the age of two, and they use our stair barrier as a backdrop. Um, and and oh, you nice. can and you can. It, it, what's cool about it is is that you know one of the things that they said is that well the kids can't see through it, so they're not That's tempted by the point. stair. They can't. They're not tempted I by the stair. I can't tell you how many times my son has stood on ours and and yeah. like on the little tiny opening. No, please tell to us. Swing it. <laughs> Countless, countless. Okay. Times. Yeah, not, so much that he broke screw, it. Yeah, screws are eventually mm-hmm. going to pull out of the walls, and mm-hmm. and so th- we we started to hear that more and more from customers that they love what they loved about the stairway is their kids couldn't see through, so they weren't tempted. Their mm-hmm. dogs couldn't see through, so they weren't like all of so, it, so enamored with the stairs. And so the gate garment was a perfect segue. It solves the wall to wall solution. It doesn't tempt kids by what by the staircase. And it doesn't, more importantly, it doesn't take away from what you've done. And I love that you have that mindset of, I want to fix this problem as well. I don't see it as taken away from my current product and I'm going to go forward with it. No. And it works with about, I think, I think it's going to end up working with about 10 of the major gate companies, Mm -hmm. the gates that are already out there on the market. We're just an add-on. We're just another, another feature. It doesn't, 
hinder the locking or closing of these gates. We've had it safety tested for that. It's just an added addition and you can kind of customize it to your home. So mm-hmm. it comes in different fabric options. So yeah. you're not detracting. So depending on when you listen to this broadcast, definitely go check out Look Up for better options um, along with the new product of, of the um, of the gate. I'm sorry. Gate garment. Gate, gate garment. garment. I had all different words. But so when you say be- better options, though, the new website will be that, and then these will be underneath? So or? we are going to be better options. We are, sorry. They, no, I, you I, took my... <laughs> she, thunder. She took the question. <laughs> she just asked it a different way. Go ahead. Um, so we are, we've had, like you, Tony, and we need to talk off air about mm-hmm. this, but we've had so many people come to us mm-hmm. um, from all sides saying, I've got a product, I have an idea, you know, and I love paying it forward. If you can learn from all my mistakes and I can save people money, yes. like, more than happy to mm-hmm. do that to the degree I can. Um, and so we're basically, we've got a great manufacturing partner. They've been up in Cornelia for 36 years. Um, we've built a great relationship in business. And mm-hmm. so what we've decided to do is we are looking at baby and pet products that fall within cut and sew that have the focus of mom invented. We'll also take dad invented, but we say mom invented because it's a lot of fun and we're the consumers at the yeah, end of the dads day. dads aren't fun. We don't want to... <laughs> We'll listen to you, but... But dads are often tasked. I mean, my marketing department only wanted to focus on selling to women, and dads are, are, yeah. are, are tasked with safety-proofing the house. So we actually have Definitely. a lot of dads as consumers. Um, but for better options, we're going to be doing cut and sew, mom-invented, made in the USA, and a focus on sustainable materials and and helping people launch their products. We definitely, we don't have it all figured out because like mm-hmm. I said, we've got the gate garment to launch, but um, we're planning on rolling this out over the next six to 12 months. And uh, it's going to be a focus on those kinds of products and um, licensing. And we definitely want um, whoever the inventor is or what the product, we want it to be autonomous. I mean, we we want them to still have their look, their feel, their story, the charities that they support, mm-hmm. just like the charities we support. You know, we want that it to be authentic to them and not lose that, but offer this platform to sell. We've got, I've got a VP of sales, a VP of vendor relations, a VP of brand management. I've got, you know, the EDI system. We got everything in place to be able to help so people So a true launch. licensing relationship, not, or yeah. you're, you just haven't hashed that out yet. We haven't hashed that sure. out yet. I mean, more, it will more than likely be a licensing mm-hmm. deal, but upfront, I mean, certain things will have to be in mm-hmm. place. And so we're, we're working through that right now. Excited. Like I said, Gate Garment will be the first product for better options. Are you and, ready for people to reach out in regards to that and share their products with you? Or is that not quite? Yeah, they, they absolutely. <laughs> Can I will tell you, we've got about five baby products already mm-hmm. and about five pet products. Um, we do have one wow. pet product that we're already marching forward with um, that we'll probably launch later this year, early next year. But absolutely, I'm, I'm more than willing to talk mm-hmm. to people. So cool. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, then That's I'll exciting. ask the dangerous question. So if you are a uh, looking into the cut and sew products, baby and pets, mm-hmm. sustainable, American made, <laughs> I did good, right? Yeah, you did good. That was what that's like kind of the mompreneur. Dads are also accepted. (laughs) Might have to get over a little barrier. What is the best way for them to reach you currently without swamping you? Um, I email support at thestairbarrier.com. Support at thestairbarrier.com. And in that lay and here's here's where they can practice what you preached and Tiffany, what you've preached, which is in that. Be as upfront as you can. Give as much information. Talk about the research you've done. Talk about what mm-hmm. t- I'm telling this to our community. Tell uh, tell Janelle what what you've done, where you're at. Give as many details as possible without giving away the store, right? right. And and show you guys at better options. Okay, this is somebody I want to mm-hmm, start mm-hmm. talking to, right? Don't yeah, just go. Absolutely. I got a great product, and you know, right? So so. 
And we, don't take it personally if you don't hear back from her. It's okay. In a week or two or a month because it, she's still working this out. Took her 10 years. Exactly. Right? Took it her may take seven <laughs> from idea to market. So it takes time. It does take time. And I, I think that, you know, I, when I talk to people and you probably have the same experience, what you think it starts with and what you end with mm-hmm. as far as a company or even a product have to be prepared to change and pivot yes. and, and um, think differently. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, my biggest obstacle, and I think we were talking about this earlier, is, you know, sometimes you have to say no. Mm-hmm. Like, I just had to say no to a major mass retail about going in stores. And, um, you know, you it, it's easy when you're talking to different experts in the business or investors, everyone thinks they've got an answer. You need shelf space. And I've mm-hmm. I talked to an investor and they're like, no, you don't want that shelf space because it's so expensive yes. in your margins. Stay Big online, stay direct. You know, so every, you've got to stick with your gut and you've got to have a vision and 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 be clear on it. And But know that it will change at yeah. the same time. It's funny because you, like, you do need both. Yeah. You have to have a clear vision, but you have to be flexible and willing to learn. It's kind of a- Clear on your vision <laughs> yes. and willing to change. <laughs> but but constantly. <laughs> I know the women, right? Uh, it's, it's true though. Yeah, I was thinking yes. politics. But, uh, you know, yeah, you were thinking women. <laughs> but I think that's the beauty of it. I mean, like you you got to go with your gut, and you have to know, like, okay, this is what, I, like, like I said, going in stores is a huge thing, and I wanted to do that. We explored it. You have to explore everything to know what you want and what you don't want, and you have to make mistakes mm-hmm. to know those same things. And so. Um, but at the same time, some things, like I said, the kind of people you want to do business or what you want to set it up with, you know, as far as your story, um, create a great story, create a great brand, you know, do your homework. Um, and, well, and, and that retail space might not be right for you and your product. And it's so absolutely. great that you're able to see that. Every uh, Most of the people that email you, don't they ask you that? You know, how do I get into Walmart? Yes. How do I, that's my biggest question. How do I get in Walmart? Target. They're going after these and they don't even know that that might not be the best move for you yeah. ever. And and I think you think, like like I said, you think it's a great thing. I mean, everyone thinks it's a great Mm -hmm. thing. I mean, I was so excited. I was supposed to be walking in in August to go Mm -hmm. see my product literally in the aisle of Bye Bye Baby. And we're going online with Bye Bye and Bed Bath Beyond. But we were super excited about that. But because of the standards Mm -hmm. and everything, I didn't want to package and launch and then have to go back and redo it in six Mm -hmm. months because that's a huge investment. And so I had to say no. For a period. And mm-hmm. that was the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. And people think you're crazy or saying no right. to Shark Tank. Oh, you're right. crazy. You know, uh, why aren't you doing this? But sometimes it doesn't make sense. I've seen a lot That's of people right. invent a pro- product, inventing and manufacturing and selling a product, as you know, is extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to step back and say, is this a good business decision? You know, right. it, it looks great. How are you going to fund putting your product in Walmart? Yes, it's the ultimate success story. But at the same time, is it smart business? Mm -hmm. Does this make sense? And I want to try and redeem myself. Your your advice of (laughs) clear on your vision and be willing to change. (laughs) There's a reason. What you're saying is, I think what you're saying is, you you be clear on your vision. And then as you take those steps, Mm -hmm. when you say no, sometimes saying no means you found a better way. But that doesn't mean you've changed your vision. No, it your doesn't. vision has always been better options. Yes, right. And yes. so you have been able to bring better options to market. You're about to bring it, Tiffany. I was just sitting here thinking as we kind of wrap up here, mm-hmm. we got two breaking news Look nuggets on this show. How? I mean, that's a first. Congratulations, <laughs> Janelle. Well, thank you. you, you we've got uh, we've got and a new one of product. which is very valuable to our listeners. You know, yeah. they might have an opportunity with. Her. Well, now hold on. 
everything Janelle everything has brought is, that's is right. very valuable for our <laughs> listeners. Protecting my child from that's splitting his head open, falling down the stairs is a is a very valuable thing. And then a garment for my gate is a very valuable thing. <laughs> and I think what you're talking about is uh, our, our community of listeners, learners, and launchers be willing to potentially reach out with an email to support at thestairbarrier.com. The, don't forget right? the the. I made that the mistake. Yes. Yep. So thestairbarrier.com. And in that email, talk about if you're especially, and a reminder, this is just for cut and sew products, sustainable, American made, and, you know, give your pitch and talk about where you are and how they can help you and have a chance for them to reach back out. Well, and I hope our listeners don't hear her story and I hope they're not intimidated by it because when I sit next to her, I think she made some very level-headed, intelligent decisions in her journey. And I, I don't think everybody's going to do exactly what she did. I I certainly did not do... But she made mistakes too. Oh, she did, but there was... A lot of calmness in her her choices, you know, and a lot of smart business sense. With she had already built a service business, right? Yeah, and done so that, that was for really helpful. Years. She brought some mm-hmm. of that, and you mentioned that. But by the and and I think I mean what I heard I, I here I'll say this: you're sitting here kind of talking about how different you guys are. I'm hearing a lot of the same story. Yeah. There was a lot of hard work. There was a mm-hmm. lot of sweat. There was a lot of just grinding out, searching, and mm-hmm. and uh, I can't tell. I mean, I wish I had a dollar for every time you said I had to know. And stuff you went and found yes. out while you were building. She did a lot this. of so, work, and That's so right. it's luck is basically a whole lot of hard work, yes. and then you eventually the find right yourself in the right opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. Right. So luck is not luck; it's you are the right opportunity after a whole lot of opportunities of maybe saying no and pivoting and changing mm-hmm. and and doing a lot of research on the front end. That's right. So absolutely. she's definitely done a lot of work. It's going to take that. Yeah, and and I, I, it by no means I'm. It's easy, or have, has it been easy? I made a lot of mistakes. I think you know when you have an idea, it's just taking that first step and taking the chance and putting yourself out there. I, Even if it no takes two ideas, years, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even it, it takes time, and people are scared to share. Don't be scared to share. Oh, don't yes. be scared. Don't be scared for people to give you negative feedback because not everyone's need to gonna, get that up front yeah yeah not <laughs> everyone's gonna that. love your product not everyone's gonna agree with you not and and you got to know that and because i think i see a lot of people say oh well, i kind of have an idea and they kind of cower and they don't want to share yeah. it like don't just go for it like you'll regret it if you don't that's right um do your homework and there's a lot of resources out there i've got a lot of resources i've had a lot of people who helped me and have talked to me and met with me and guided me along the way that have helped me figure it and out. And wouldn't you agree that most of those, 99.9% of those people are not there to steal your idea? You know, no. a lot of people think that they're they're not ready to do that financially yeah. or, you know, they're not ready to build a business with your your one idea. It's yeah. not going to happen. You can't be paranoid. Yeah. I mean, I think there's there's that fine line. Make sure you do your patent re- your search and all that. Yeah. But you can't learn and grow and you can't get feedback on your product if you don't share it and talk to others. Yeah. And that's important. So I found, uh, I, I'm reminded yet again of, of one of the roles I have on your show, Tiffany, and that is to be the bad guy to go. Time manager. <laughs> we we got to stop talking uh, for this for this conversation. Um, we've come to the end of the show and, and we need to uh, bid farewell. Janelle Fitzpatrick from The Stair Barrier and from Better Options and from uh, Gate Garment. Uh, thank you so much oh, for being you for here. thank you for having and, me. And thank you for uh, giving us your time today. Um, Tiffany, 
I will say, is there anything you want to say to wrap it up? I or think else? that's I, it. I, Great man, show. It, complete, it was one of our longest. Very complete mm-hmm. uh, and thorough analysis of what was going on. And, and what very I, inspiring. What I like is we're hearing different details, but we're hearing a lot of the same story mm-hmm. and a lot of good advice that that uh, our community can use. So uh, I just want to uh, uh, remind everybody that the Tiffany Crewman Show can be heard every Friday live at 1 p.m. at GwinnettBusinessRadioX.com. If you can't listen live, we strongly encourage you to subscribe to The Tiffany Crewman Show on your podcast service, whether it's uh, from iTunes or whatever podcast service you use. Uh, make sure you tell your friends. Uh, make sure you reach out and give us your questions. Give us your comments. We're willing to take feedback, whether it's positive uh, or uh, constructive criticism. We certainly can take that. We want you to join the community of listeners, learners, and launchers. Uh, also, you can follow Tiffany at TiffanyCrumans.com. You can follow her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those wonderful things. So, For our producers, Mike and Trey, and for ChoicesToYou.com and Tanners, this is Stephen Julian saying we'll see you next week on The Tiffany Crewman Show. (laughs) 